0: Coming up, HR 8799, well-known system with four planets. We're gonna look for more planets in that system. So we're gonna do a lot with the direct imaging technique um, in the next uh, six to 12 months.
1: Have you ever wondered what it's like to discover a brand new world? In the last three decades, we've found over 5,000 planets outside our solar system called exoplanets. I'm Dr. Jessie Christensen, the lead scientist at the NASA Exoplanet Archive. This is Explore Exoplanets, The Discoverers, a series where I interview the brilliant minds behind the discovery of brand new planets. Welcome back, Chaz Weishman, director of the NASA Exoplanet Science Institute. We have just established that your favorite fictional planet is Altair 4. Okay, so do you have a personal reason for connecting with Altair 4? It's a cool story, but how does it connect with your story?
0: Well, first of all, you know, I sort of saw this when I was, you know, pretty young. You know, it sort was of one of the first science fiction movies that really explored, you know, are there, you know, planets out there that are habitable planets, could we go to them, and so on. And Forbidden Planet actually set the template for many, many science fiction movies and stories to come, TV shows. It is absolutely the template for the Star Trek series that then came along in the mid-60s. It has, you know, brave crewmen and captain (laughs) going to Mm -hmm. a distant planet, dealing with the um, with the adventure that, that has to happen, the risks, the dangers, the excitement, um, the hero, the girl, it's all terrific. And uh, and it really explores what it could be to have, you know, life on another planet, lost civilizations, very advanced civilizations that somehow vanished due to some crisis. Um, it's also very well written. It's based on loosely on Shakespeare's The Tempest. Mm, okay. So there's some resonance in there. So it's just a great movie overall mm-hmm. and really started to explore, you know, something that I became more and more interested in, which is what would happen if we went to a uh, another world, if that were actually possible.
1: Right. So it was a really formative science fictional experience for you. Right. Right. So we checked the NASA Exoplanet Archive. We have now found over 5,000 planets. Have we found any like Altair 4?
0: Well, Kepler-462 has a host much like Altair. It's an A7 star. It's about three times the radius of the Earth. Sort of, it's more like a Neptune-sized planet than a you know, real rocky planet like our Earth. And it's in a much tighter orbit um, so half an astronomical unit, which means its surface temperature is something like, uh, oh, a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, 730 degrees Kelvin. So a bit,
1: a bit warmer thirsty. than
0: even Southern California. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think it'll still be something interesting to find out if there are other planets around stars more like the sun. But Altair itself. You know, who knows? We may be able to find something with the Gaia satellite astrometrically, maybe not on Earth, but finding more planets around A-stars. But, you know, maybe we'll do a JWST search.
1: That's true. Around
0: Altair and see what we could find just around Altair itself. Again, probably not on Earth, but maybe something like the future Habitable Worlds Observatory would be able to focus on this.
1: Yeah, so for for folks who are listening, one of Kepler's original goals, so Kepler was the the spacecraft that launched that found Kepler 462 uh, and the planet that Chas found, Kepler 1654b, uh, was designed to find planets like the Earth, so so rocky planets in the habitable zones of stars like the Sun. Uh, In the end, it never actually achieved the sensitivity it needed to do that, so we actually still have this outstanding question of how common planets like the Earth are. Uh, but one of the things it did was find lots of larger, shorter period planets that are easier to find, like Kepler-462b. Uh, so we did find analogs for larger planets and hotter planets, but we actually didn't find any analogs for truly Earth-like planets. Okay, so that's the Kepler-462b story. Uh, are you still on the planet hunt, Chaz?
0: Um I'm using James Webb with four different uh targets in mind. We've mm-hmm. got hot in the bag. We're studying that right now. There's going to be a big press release about that uh, later this week with uh, MIRI observations, uh, mid-infrared observations of the disk itself. Mm-hmm. And then we're just finishing up a search for actual um, planets that might be responsible for sculpting the disk. Mm-hmm. We're analyzing those data. And then, as I mentioned, we have Vega, Epsilon-Ari coming up. Um, HR 8799, well-known system with four planets. We're going to look for more planets in that system. So we're going to do a lot with the direct imaging technique um, in the next uh, six to 12 months.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think when people think about JWST observing exoplanets, they're thinking about it's characterizing their atmospheres, uh, but you're actually using it in a different way to, to hunt for new planets with direct imaging.
0: Right. And it's not going to be it's main contribution to exoplanets i think the major contribution will be the characterization step but there are a number of things we're already finding one or two planets around some nearby young m stars Mm -hmm. maybe some new uh, systems maybe the size of uranus or neptune finding earths is beyond the capability Mm -hmm. of jwst although characterizing um the atmospheres or lack thereof around a few earth-sized planets such as those orbiting the Trappist-1 system.
1: Yeah, 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 we really excited has already about that. started. Yeah.
0: So Trappist-1b, the first hottest and innermost of those systems, has been shown not to have much of an atmosphere. No. Nope. But there's observations of more of the Trappist planets coming up, so stay tuned.
1: Right. Yeah, we're really excited to see what comes out of the Trappist-1 planets. Uh, so for folks who are listening, uh, most of the rocky planets that we found aren't around stars like the Sun. They're around M-dwarfs, which are much small, smaller and cooler and redder than our Sun. Uh, but there's an open question of whether rocky planets around those kinds of stars could be habitable. Like, can they retain their atmospheres, which you need to keep liquid water on the surface? Otherwise it just evaporates into space. So JWST is going to look at these rocky planets around M dwarfs and tell us whether or not they have atmospheres, which is like clue one to their habitability. So that's very exciting. Okay. So last question, Chaz, is there a fictional planet you'd really love to find?
0: I would love to be able to look around Altair and find Altair 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, At the moment, we know of no planets around Altair, which now we would call B, C, D, and E. But uh, I would love to be able to find at least one of those planets. And with JW and with the Gaia satellite, I think we've got a good chance Whether we could actually get down to an Earth-sized planet and actually find Altair 4, that'll be tough. But, you know, the new mission that NASA is considering called the Habitable Worlds Observatory, which will go up late in the next decade, might have a chance of doing that. So I intend to stick around to make sure that happens.
1: Yes, that's Habitable Worlds Observatory is very exciting and also unfortunately very distant in the future. Um, do they does the movie Forbidden Planet tell us anything about planets one through three or just planet four?
0: Nope, they just scan the system as they're coming in on their sensors and going, Yep, there's four. Okay. And we're ready to land.
1: So really it's a blank slate. Whatever we find around Alpha and could, could be genuinely from the movie. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you so much for your time today, Chaz. We really appreciate it. Uh, And thank you everybody for joining us today.
0: Okay, thanks everybody. And uh, keep up the great work and keep uh, reaching out and making the excitement of exoplanets available to everybody.
1: Yay, exoplanets. Thank you everyone for joining us. If you want more out of this world astronomy content, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can send us your burning questions about exoplanets, real or fictional and beyond for us to tackle in an upcoming episode of Explore Exoplanets, The Discoverers.